Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, precious Holy Ghost, we are grateful to you for your presence in this place. This morning, let your power fill this auditorium. Let your glory be seen. Anoint this list of clay. Let them minister oracles to the blessing of your children. And let our lives never be the same again after this encounter with your word. Father, I pray, give your children the grace to make a decision concerning the words that you hear. That will bring them into a place of glory as you have prepared for them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we are heard in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a big amen. Oh, I, is that a shout? I said, shout a big amen. You know, whenever I tell you to shout, it is an instruction for your glory. Did you hear that testimony that the brother was shared about the brother? A of prophetic instruction, obedience to prophetic instructions brought him his testimonies. Sometimes when your man of God is telling you to do something, it may not make sense. For instance, I've just spoken to you about your church responsibility. Somebody may just think that, oh, it is because the numbers are not yet that he's speaking. No. If you see it that way, you think that the church belongs to the pastor. But when you see it as the Holy Spirit is working in our midst, guiding us into what will bring a blessing into our lives, then you'll be stepping into your glorious position. Please. The, yesterday, one of our sisters came to see me, and she came to share testimony with me. You know, by prophetic instruction, I told her to relocate and then be around the church. That is when certain doors were going to start opening for her. So she came to tell me that, ah, Pastor, you told me some time ago about certain job openings that are going to come my way. So that when I started fellowship in this church, it's not even been up to a month. All of a sudden, I have had two offers to come and work. And I can even, if I want, I can do the two of them and get double money. And she said, I have been staying in that town all my life. And I have applied, applied, applied. They have never called me to come for it. They have never given me a job. The job has never opened. The door has never opened. But after I obeyed what you said to me, now look at what is happening. In fact, I can testify that she has had at least three offers that she herself has rejected. Why? Because she wants to be close to church. Her obedience to the instruction opened up her life. Yesterday we went for evangelism at Bubiashi. And you see, uh, another sister also came and shared with me said, Pastor, you won't believe the call that I received today. This man has never shown interest in my life. But somewhere, somehow he's asking about my well-being. This one can only be a miracle. 
And I said, that means I have to do evangelism every day. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Because as you are in obedience to the word of God, your, your, the atmosphere around your life begins to open up for miraculous encounters. When you come to the house of God, one of the things you should have in your mind is that I am here to obey. I am here to obey every prophetic instruction. So when they say shout, I shout. When they say jump, I jump. When they say clap, I clap. When they say do anything, I am ready to do it. That is how you, be, you, 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 you begin to uh, become victorious in your work with God. So this morning, I want to just quickly continue a message I started on Tuesday. And I was talking about how to become a strong Christian. How to become a strong Christian. And on Tuesday, I uh, attempted from Romans chapter number 8, verse 28 to 30, to explain who a Christian is. And when we talk about a Christian, basically, we are talking about somebody who has become born again. Or somebody who is born again, has accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of their lives, is filled with the Spirit, has been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God, and has Jesus living in him. All of those things we already know. So I didn't tackle uh, the definition of a Christian from that angle, but I tackled it from the angle of Romans chapter number 8 verse 28. The Bible says that for we know that all things work together for good for them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So from there we have two definitions of who a Christian is. Number one, someone who loves God. Christians are known as lovers of God. The Bible said the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. A Christian is somebody who has only acknowledged the existence of God, but is a lover of God. Every Christian automatically has a heart in him or her which loves God. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, the verse number 5, that, ah, that hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God or the love for God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which was given to us. So a Christian is a lover of God. Shoot your right hand up and shout, I love Jesus. Say, I love God. Every Christian is a lover of God. And through several scriptures, I, I prove that from the, from, uh, from the Bible. A Christian, again, is one who has been called. Who has been called. The word Christ, uh, church comes from the Greek word ecclesia. Ecclesia means the called out ones. So when we come together like this, it is not a social gathering. It is a group of people who the Spirit of God has been moving across the nations of earth from family to family and calling them to come out. And they have brought us together to gather like this. So a Christian is somebody who has been called. It means that God has thought about you. And so we touch a little on the doctrine of predestination that God has actually seen you in his mind. He has seen you in his spirit. He has seen you in his, in his, in his vision. And he acted on it by calling you. So nobody comes to Jesus. Nobody comes to God except the person has been called. And so the Bible talks about those who have been ordained unto salvation. So if you are a child of God and you are a Christian, it was not just by you making a decision. There was a call in the realm of the Spirit. Every Christian is called by God. And so our love for God caused us to respond to the call. The Bible says, for whom he did foreknow, verse 29, he also did predestinate to be conformed unto the image of his Son. So he predestinated us because he foreknew us. 
and the vision he had for us was that we will be conformed to the image of his son. And that is the definition of a strong Christian. A strong Christian is one that looks like Jesus. A strong Christian is one that has taken on the form of Jesus. A strong Christian is one whose life has become passing after the way of Jesus Christ. And God, that is the goal. That is where God wants us to get to. To become like Jesus means to become a strong Christian. It's to become a strong Christian. Now, the decisions you make are the decisions Jesus would have made if he was in your skin. The thoughts you think, the things you esteem, the things you engage in, the experiences of your life are the very experiences of Jesus. So I just put together a few words. That a strong Christian is a victorious one. It is one who is not buffeted by sicknesses. Why? Because the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus we were what? We were healed. So a, Christ, a strong Christian is walking in that victory. The victory of Christ regarding their health. The victory of Christ regarding their deliverance. Regarding their salvation. Regarding their finances. You are walking imperfectly in the will of God. A strong Christian manifests what is the will of God. Romans chapter 12, the verse number 2. The Bible says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Romans 12, verse 2. So, we prove a strong Christian is one who has grown to the point where their life is an expression of the will of God. And it is the will of God for you to do well. It is the will of God for you to prosper. It is the will of God for you to be successful. I decree and I declare that you are becoming prosperous and successful in the name of Jesus Christ. It is not the will of God for you to be buffeted by the devil. And every time you wake up, uh, there's a demonic attack. A demon is sitting on my neck. A demon is sitting on my shoulders. A demon is sitting on my head. I had this attack here. I had this attack there. No, that is not the will of God. A strong Christian, the Bible tells us in the book of First John, he said, I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. So a strong Christian is one who has been empowered to be able to overcome the wicked one. Somebody who is victorious in their work with God understands their authority in Christ. A strong Christian is not somebody that the devil can just appear and say, Hey, I've got you. No. What are you talking about? You are walking in the victory of Christ. In Colossians chapter 4, the verse number 12, the Bible tells us that the uh, Epaphras, who was one of the pastors in the church of Acolos, uh, he was praying for them that they would stand, look, number one, perfect, and number two, complete in all the will of God. He knew that there is a will of God, a vision of God for his children. And so you cannot walk in that vision entirely except you become perfect and complete. The word perfect is from the Greek word teleos. Teleos means to come to full age. It means to become mature. It means to no longer remain as a baby. No more a baby. When a child is born into this world, the child is born as a baby. But if the child remains a baby, we will all know that something is wrong. Are we together? A child who does not grow, is that one to a human being? Is that one to a, a, a normal child? No. It's not a normal human being. Normal human beings are supposed to do what? To grow. Normal human beings are supposed to advance in age, advance in size, advance in wisdom. They are supposed to move from step to step, from glory to glory. 
And so, a strong Christian is one who is maturing and growing. And he said that he prayed for that church that they will stand perfect, meaning mature, and the complete pleru in all the will of God. He has to stand in the will of God. Time not allow me to explain more deeply. Delios and Pleru. It is a whole revelation response. I will be sharing with you on, on one day. Amen and amen. Because that means to abound in the things of God. Abound in what is the will of God. Manifesting the things that God has called you to. In the book of Ephesians. It is chapter number 4. The Bible tells us about the fivefold ministry. The Bible says, and he gave gifts to men. And the Bible says he gave unto some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, some, uh, he said that what? Uh, for the perfecting of the things. For the perfecting of the things. Verse 11. For the perfecting of the things. He gave the, so these are the fivefold gifts that God gave. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why did he give this to the church? Why did he give this to the church? Can we have the, the, the verse for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ? The verse 11, was that a full verse? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's go to the next verse. So we all come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. To a perfect man, that is a mature man. Are we together? So, God does not want us to remain babes to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's go to the next verse. I want to give you another description of who a strong Christian is. He said that we no longer be what? Children. That we no longer be what? Say, no longer a child. Look, if you come into Christ, let me ask you are you a child or you are mature? You should think about that. Are you a child or you are mature? Or you are growing in the things of God? God doesn't want us remaining children for long. They are no longer children. So a strong Christian is not a baby Christian. It's not a child. What are some of the child? Toss to and fro. Toss to and fro. There are some Christians, even those who you may think that they are, they are saying that they are mature, mm-hmm. they can speak dangerous thoughts, but they, they are unstable. They are unstable. Twelve through. Oh, 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 need Nepia. And no more to say. Or you know what to say. And no more follow the ministry way. Or you know more names of ministry way. They are tossed to and fro. They are come to every little thing that they hear about their pastor. And then they say that, oh, they say, no, 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 no. I'm stopping the church. You see, you are, you are paid. Recently, I heard that somebody, somebody was, is, uh, said that he is leaving the church because, ah, uh, <laughs> my God, let me just go off on this. But then, how can you hear certain things and then you just act on them without knowing whether they are true or not? That I've gone to sponsor somebody's wedding. And so, why am I not sponsoring that person as well? <laughs> amen and amen. It's amazing, right? That I, I bought suits, I paid for this, I paid for that. Me, and so, Come on. Even if it was so, it's not my money. So, who I choose to spend it on, is it your problem? Is it your problem? Some of you say that, oh, you should name. You two are in that's why you are doing what you are doing. 
But you see, a strong Christian is not tossed to and fro. It's not tossed to and fro. Today you are here, tomorrow you are there. Tossed to and fro, jumping here and there. Help us, help us. There's no conviction or stability in your life. God, I live as I told this on the afternoon now. I respect him so much for it. He said that, you see, he knows why he comes to church over here. And it is not, it is not about what others see, think or say. He knows it is conviction. Do you understand me? He, there's a place of understanding that stabilizes him. A strong Christian is a stable Christian. A stable Christian. You are very solid. Is it? Do you know why the devil could deceive Eve? Because her mind could be turned. Her mind could be turned. If you are a Christian and somebody can turn your mind easily, you are not a strong Christian. Your conviction is not there. Talk to and fro. Give me back the scripture, please. Talk to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Some of you go and watch some doctrines on TV and a certain pastor will be saying something will contradict what your church is saying and then you get confused in your mind. You are not strong. You are weak. You are not stable. Says toss to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. And so some of you will be walking on the street and somebody says, Mommy, Mommy, no, Casa. And I will tell you something. Hey, what are you here deep for? And I will so, so see. Look at this. Somebody will call you and say, Meet me at my church. And then you follow. You follow. You are not a strong Christian. You can be tricked. They are tricked. Oh, no, no. The trickery of men. In the cunning craftiness of this peaceful plotting, my God, New King James, a guy. In the cunning craftiness of this peaceful plotting, meaning there are people who are plotting to take your mind. Oh, you don't know. You don't know. It's not every pastor even who prays. So some of them are sitting out planning. Then I meet me a year, my children. A strong Christian. It's a stable Christian. It's not somebody who just who, who is just thrown about by every wind. Some of us, every little challenge that we are going through, and then we are tossed to and fro. Every little thing that happens at home, and then we, we say, hey, because of this, I cannot come to it. I'm not going to come to it. No, brother, sister, a thousand times no. You must be stable and strong. You know, even when you are stable, it gets to a time, even those who are opposing you, they begin to respect you. Because they know that this person, why you and I know and no one over here. Because you are convinced within yourself. Many years ago when I decided to leave the church that my parents were attending, because I didn't believe in certain things, they did whatever they could. They said anything that they wanted to say to me. I was convinced. I was convinced. I was convinced. Today they are calling me a sophomore. Imagine if I didn't follow their conviction. Strong Christian. You have been a Christian for how many years? How many months? And up to now, you can still, your mind can still be twisted with. No. A strong Christian is not that way. It's not that way. Somebody can tell you, oh dear, I saw him, I saw him, and then he starts, he said, oh, yes, by the way, oh man, I'm sorry, and then your mind starts getting confused. You're not a strong Christian. When it's because, and if you are Christian, you come to church because of problems. You are not a strong Christian. 
It's about what you are going through. So when the thing goes away, you see that you become unstable. You go back to your former ways. You go back to your former ways because now that sickness is not there. Now that need has been solved. You are not a strong Christian. A strong Christian cannot, it's, 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 it's unstable waters. Oh, he, he, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. Are we together? Are we together? So, God wants us to become strong Christians. How can you put on the image of Christ if you are not a follower of Christ? Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you. So, how do you put on the manifestation of the power and the character of Christ if you are not a consistent follower? Let's have your right hand. Say, I'm a strong Christian. Say, I'm a strong Christian. So I will not be tossed to and fro. Say I choose to be stable. Say I choose to be stable. Say I choose to be stable in the work of God, in the word of God, in the things of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Is a strong Christian can be trusted. God can put things in your hands and he knows it, it, they will get done. Glory to Jesus Christ. I said glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, quickly, Today we'll be closing at uh, 40 minutes uh, past 10, so I have about 22 minutes. Praise God. So I have about 12 minutes to finish my message. Nine ways by which you can become a strong Christian. Nine ways. Christianity is a life of practice. Christianity is not just about the word that we speak. Everybody, are we together? I told you, bring your notebooks and your pens and your Bibles. Nine ways by which you can become a, a, a strong Christian. In the book of James, Chapter number 1, the verse number 22. The Bible says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Christianity is about practice. If you are not practicing, you can never become strong. If you are not doing something, you can never become stable. And yet there will be the man doing Christianity. What are you doing? What are you nearing? This is a Latin word. What are you doing? What are the actions that you are engaging in? These are the actions that bring strength to your being. Bring power to your being. Your practices, which have translated into habits, are what give you stability in your work with God. It is not your confessions alone. When your confessions start, your confessions will bring you into the house. But the things that you do, the things that you do, are what make you an effective member of the house. Number one, Number one, deliberately decide to attend church meetings consistently. Intentionally decide to attend church meetings consistently. It must be an intentional thing. It means that nothing it was except it is a serious emergency that will stop you from coming to church. Somebody says, oh, I have a, a funeral and so I cannot come to church. Why? When Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead, no one said. You make up your mind, I must come to church. Hey, Pastor Evan, yeah. No, I mean, we'll be saying, I we together. I also have a family, but I have learned something from the scriptures. I see, priority must be given to God. And the family that you are fighting for, most of us 
Come on, challenges are from the same family. Oh, I'm talking to, I'm talking to Raw. So I had one of my, I had a testimony from one of my daughters. She came for one miracle service. She nearly missed. And there was a prophetic direction. Hold your speech prophetic direction. And then we're praying violently. And the power of God broke into the room. The next day, her grandmother was going somewhere and she fell and rolled and, and she sustained some injuries. A few hours later, somebody called from the village. Oh, we said that your grandmother is dead. Sorry. Who called them? I mean, is it true? The person was, she called before she fell. Can you imagine? That Sunday, the person called before she fell. So, well, so they attacked her. So they thought she would die. Because they have killed her in the realm of the spirit. But if she hadn't come to church for that prophetic direction to engage, to spoil certain things. Oh, you are not getting me. So the family members, so now you are saying the person may come home in energy or manage, you know. Sometimes they are the cause of your problems. Now, please. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying that family members cause problems. But I'm just trying to let you understand that. You see, blood is thicker than water. But spirit is thicker than blood. Spirit is thicker than blood. Look, uh, family will take care of you on this earth. Too, but is this, not the earth? this world is not our home. So when you are doing certain things and use family as an excuse, please know what you are, te- you are declaring to yourself. Are, are we together? Know what you are declaring to yourself. Because whatever you say, do you know that our actions are also confessions? We are declaring something. Are we together? If I look at you and I don't like you, sometimes the way I will look at you and know, I've not said I don't like you, but it's, it's action speaks what? Louder than our words. So, when we, we tell God certain things, we are, we, are, we are inadvertently giving him a communication. We are not denying that I hate Jesus, but out of your actions, something is being communicated. Make an intentional decision that I will not miss church. Oh, somebody will come and give you an excuse. Oh, work, 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 work. Work is the reason why I cannot come to church. Sister, when you do not have a job, who are you calling on? Who are you praying to? Come and talk to me. Who are you praying to? Somebody says, oh, uh, my family is the reason. I have, I, have, I have a family to take care of. I have a wife to attend to. I have, I have children to attend to. When all of these people were not there, who are you calling on for him to give you that? Are, are we together? Are, are we together? Oh, oh, the text has already said, please play the keyboard account from here. It looks like they don't mind me, so let me take the massaging from my spirit, man. Glory to Jesus. Are, are we together? Sometimes, you see, we need to say the truth hard and let it be real. Let it be real. Who are you, who are you calling on? And that now that you have something that you can rejoice in, you are using that as an excuse. It is a very dangerous way to live. Because the Bible says that we serve a jealous God. And sometimes out of his jealousy, God can act in a way that you wouldn't like. Let God be your number one. Let God be your number one. 
when God becomes your number one, it secures even the rest of your family and the things that you have. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, make an intentional decision. Psalm 122, the verse number one. Listen to what the psalmist said. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. How glad are you on Sunday morning? It tells whether you're a strong Christian or not. How glad are you on Saturday evening when you're preparing? Some of you, you are so okay. Are you on your clothes on Saturday? That is the reason why you are late on Sunday is because you are ironing on Sunday morning. So, I mean, you're fast on your fancy Iron on Saturday evening so that you can come early on Sunday morning. And please, if you cannot wake up early, please set an alarm or ask somebody to wake you up. Because if you are going for an interview, you wake up at six or five. For all you know, there's a spiritual interview that you're supposed to be in at church. But you missed it. Sometimes I ask God, why is it that many of the breakthroughs, they, they can see that you want to give your daughter a break to your son, but why is it keeping long? He said, it's because of their actions. So they miss the appointment that I've set for them. I said, like, God, how? How can we know this? How can we escape some of these things? Are we together? Are we together? So intentionally decide to be a part of church. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 3. Oh, how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the oil that is poured upon Aaron's head, which flowed through his beard, even into his garment. He said, There is like the dew of Mount Hermon. For there the Lord commanded the blessings, giving life forevermore. When we come together, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. He said, not forsaking the assembling of yourself together, even more especially as you see the day approaching. Listen, you must not make tangible excuses. Put them aside. Get excited about going to church. Attending church as a supernatural way of strengthening you. Because when we meet like this, it is not just individual anointing. All of us have our own personal anointings. But when we come together like this, there's something known as the corporate anointing. The corporate anointing is the anointing that is activated when we come together. It is like the oil that was poured upon Aaron's head. So there's a kind of anointing that is manifested whenever we come together. And it has a way of strengthening you. And it has a way of preparing you for the coming of the Lord. He said that even much more as to see the day approaching. How will you get prepared for the coming of Jesus Christ? Come to church. Come to church. Be a part of the fellowship. Be a part of the fellowship. That's number one. Number two, make time to study and meditate on the word of God. If you don't want to be taught about but every thought of men, you must be filled with the knowledge of the word. The knowledge of the word of God. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 to 8. It says, you have therefore, as you have therefore received Jesus Christ, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. Established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And said, because you have been taught it, beware of any, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. I told you that our people are waiting to deceive you. The Bible speaks about it over and over again. Joshua chapter 1, the verse number 8. It said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you meditate therein day and night and that when you do this you shall become successful you shall become prosperous you will have good success how many of us want to be successful it is from the word make time for the word of God 
as Christians, and then we ask you, have you read the Bible? I read my Bible occasionally. You are not a strong Christian. You must make it a point in, uh, uh, let it be a point that every day I read my Bible. Every day I read my Bible. Everybody look at me. Listen, you stop finding yourself a bit and listen. Okay? Because finding yourself is also taken as a... If you are you how committed you are to finding yourself. If you are committed like that to your Christian faith, like by this time you will be... You have moved mountains. Every, you will even even get guy again. You disappear from your house and appear in church. Ah. Ah. At least you save some 20 Ghana. <laughs> Uh, so, so we have to do some miracles because the trust from fair nowadays. I heard that now trust from, from here to circle is five cities. I said, I said, when, how, what, which? <laughs> hey, that's 20% translation. One city translation is not five Ghana. My God, my God, my God. So now so we have to start working miracles. What do you think? Fadama to Tetano, 15 cities. 20 cities. Man. But God is going to prosper you. I prophesy your car to come quickly. And as I prophesy your car, I prophesy your fuel as well. Receiving now. Some people don't buy car because of fuel. Oh, God will give you fuel money as well. Eh? Receive it now. As I receive it now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, Make up your mind that you study the Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. Let it be a part of your daily practice. If you want to be strong, Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Look at what Paul tells the church. He said, now I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. So the word of God can build it up and give you an inheritance amongst all that are sanctified. If you want to inherit your promised land, how much of the word of God is in you? It's a determinant. It's a determinant. I commend you. I commit you. Paul himself was a regular student of the word. What you do with the word of God determines how successful you become. And so First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. That as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Let me add one last one. I'll continue the other six on Tuesday. Pray always. Be a prayerful Christian. What did I say? Be what? Uh, you see, these are the foundations. Ah, they're going to church. Yeah, this one they already know, but I'm reminding you of that. Reading the Bible, I already know. I'm reminding you of it. Praying, I'm also reminding you. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Look at what Jesus says. He said that men ought always to what? Pray and not to faint. Meaning, if you don't pray, you may end up fainting. You know? If you don't pray, you may end up giving up. The reason why we get discouraged at times is because our prayer tempo is so high. The reason why the devil is able to deceive us at times is because we are not spending enough time in the presence of God to sustain and solidify us. So today we are okay, then tomorrow we are not okay. If you want to have a consistent Christian life, your prayer life must also be consistent. Learn to build a personal order. Is it one hour every day? Don't, you see, be religious to it and stick to it. Be religious with and sexual. Some of us have started, have, 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 have thrown our prayer lives 
away because God has God has blessed us. But those days, <laughs> when even to get trouble was a problem, when you did not have that job, when you did not have that breakthrough, that you remember the Lord your God, and you pray hours. Prayer was not an option; it was a necessity. It was an obligation. When they call for prayer, you do everything possible to be at that prayer. But today, is it the same story? If it is not that same story, my dear, you are getting weaker. Those days, you want to be the first person at the prayer ground because if you are doing five hours, you won't be a part of the five hours. Now, you can come in the middle of the services. Okay, after all, I'll come and pray sometime. And then you don't feel bad about it. You are becoming weak. Your resolve is going down. And you need to become conscious of it. You need to become conscious of your Christianity and your status and where you are. I have been doing this work for several years, about 15 years. And I have, for most of you, I have been in this for longer than you. And so if I'm telling you something based on experience, believe me. Somebody will say, oh, pastor is talking about me because of how I came late the other time. Who else should I talk about? And is that good? You know, nowadays I've stopped defending that you are not the one I'm talking about. You are the one I'm talking about. Because the Holy Spirit knows all our, He knows all our mistakes. I may not have come into this service with you in mind. <laughs> amen. But the Holy Ghost is now having, it's written on you. Amen and amen. I don't have to defend myself to anybody. Do you, you know why? Because in my heart, I'm looking for your good. I'm looking for your good. Many a time, the reason why pastors, we are not able to save some people, is because we are afraid to tell them the truth. But we know the thing that they are doing, how they are doing, is what is causing their problem. But sometimes we are afraid because we know that if we tell them, they will say that, oh, we are using their issues to manipulate them. Somebody will go and say that, oh, pastor has broken my trust. I've broken your trust. The keeping of your trust is what saves you. I'm not saying that trust is not important. But listen, the reason that you may be given may not be what the Spirit of God is actually looking at. And the truth is that most of the time, even the pastor doesn't know. Sometimes the thing that I say is after I've closed and I'm listening to the message that I hey, did I say this? Did I say this? Did I say that? But everything that a pastor sees under the anointing is for somebody. It's for somebody. It's for somebody. So if that thing has choked you, then it's yours. Receive it. Pray. If you don't pray, you faint. And the laughter fainting is usually very more, more devastating than when you started. If you don't pray, one of these days you wake up and you realize that ah, so many things have gone wrong around you. And you know the amazing thing about Satan, when he's working, eh, he works systematically. Have you seen how a termite brings down a tree? Have you seen big trees that termites have brought down before? Come on, talk to me. Have you seen anything like that before? Oh, you've not seen anything like that before. It is terrible. It is terrible. There's a story told about a very huge tree. Very big. The gap is so great. And it is, even if you are going to cut it, it will take several days to cut down. One day, a slight wind, and then the tree fell down. And great was the fall. Thick and tall. When they want to look under the tree, they saw that termites have been eating the tree for years. 
eating the tree for years. And it's how small termites are. You may not even notice that something is going on. Recently, I saw uh, a wood in my office. The wood had been looking solid for a long time. One day I opened it and the thing was just breaking off. I looked. Termites. What looks strong in one day had become destroyed. Why? Because the termites were not destroyed whilst they were still very small and few. Listen, brothers and sisters, when I come here, I come here as your pastor for your strengthening, for your building. Make up your mind to be a prayerful Christian. Have personal time of prayer every day. It's not just a corporate prayer. It's not just when we come together to pray, but have a personal time of prayer with God every day. Occasionally, we can do retreats. Occasionally, you can increase the number of hours. So maybe every quarter, you say that, oh, uh, because of work, let me do one hour every day. But then at least once a month or once a quarter, let me just separate myself, waiting on the Lord for about three to five hours. No disturbance. Put away the phone, put away my friends, put away other things, and let me stay with the Lord, with my Bible and my tongues. Five hours, three hours. We are going to become stronger Christians. But be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Christianity must be real. Christianity must be strong. And if you can apply these things, I promise you, we are getting there. Hallelujah. Let us always pray and not faint. If you don't pray, you may faint. Pray the fuel that keeps us always invigorated and on guard at all times. It keeps us in fellowship with our Father. Prayerful Christians are a restraining force for the devil in their families and their communities. I pray for you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God strengthen your Christianity. I said, may God strengthen your faith. I see God settling a matter in somebody's life. I see God lifting you to your next level. Lift up your voice wherever you are and pray to the Lord. The Lord, strengthen my faith. Strengthen my faith. Jump up to your feet, everybody, and begin to pray. Maybe your what has been affected is your prayer life. Tell the Lord, our Lord, strengthen my prayer life again. Maybe what has been affected is your Bible study life. Tell the Lord, our Lord, strengthen my Bible study life again. Maybe your church attendance has been uh, taken over by television. Tell the Lord, our Lord, strengthen me. Everybody lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Oh, Rabba Shanda, Yes, Lord. Make me a strong Christian, Father. We love you, Lord. In the mind. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, the Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And he sent me, Father, that I should come to your children with a message, with it as all foundational teachings, to strengthen their foundations. And he said that if they can work on these things, death will bring heights. Death will bring greater heights. Give them the grace, the tenacity, the wisdom to act upon these words. To go back to their Bible. To go back to prayer. To go back to commitment to church. In the name of Jesus Christ. And in so doing, let them become the manifestations of your power at work in this world. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Son of the living God. The Lord bless you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Is that, an, uh, is that a clap offering to Jesus? I suspect your Christianity today. Give a clap offering to Jesus right now and give him some praise in the house. Shout glory! Hallelujah. We give God all the We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.